At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's Word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Y'all are like us. It is not Monday. It's definitely Tuesday night. Um, sorry about that. Give me grace, okay? <laughs> uh, it has been crazy at work, and then I had an interview. We are um, bringing on our first summer intern with Hearts Over Habits, Inc., and so we are so excited um, just for this journey as we continue to grow in this organization and all the really awesome things that we have going on so i had an interview last night and life okay had patient charts to close this weekend and i didn't get to do my usual um thing of like recording and being ready and so sometimes life just happens what i did do is spend some time with husband this weekend though watching love is blind ah okay who else loves cameron and lauren all right, just want y'all to know <laughs> that I do live, <laughs> I do real, live a real life. And so um, my first ministry is my marriage. And so honestly, I was exhausted Friday, um, had a really crazy day in clinic. I had a really crazy day in clinic today, honestly. I don't know if y'all care or not, but <sighs> my day job, oh, I keep telling people that I'm going to quit <laughs> working. I'm going to quit work. I asked my dad because that's who I talk to when I'm like, Dad, okay, I had another life plan. And he was all ears. And I said, here's what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to quit working because right now, um, the season that I'm in, it just feels really ghetto. And <laughs> it's not the call that God has for me some days. And when people call asking for their money, you know, like the mortgage company, lights, gas, all, like all of them people, I'm going to tell them Jesus paid it all on the cross and go holla at him. Y'all think that'll work? I don't think it'll work. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, sometimes y'all, I'm just like, ooh, Lord, the next 30 years I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired. So I pray y'all had a good week. I am so excited, as always, um, about today's episode and what we are talking about. I'm sharing something, so it's not going to be as um, heavy, but really just me kind of sharing something that was shared with me and so I want to talk to y'all about identity crises 
or having an identity crisis. And um, I'm going to give you all the backstory as to um, why this is so important, why, um, how this personally impacted me and how even though I was a believer, um, I still dealt with an identity crisis. And I think that you may be too. And so I really want to kind of help you identify, share my story, and then give you, I have a list of 10. We're not doing all 10 tonight. We are doing, <laughs> we are going to do um, a list of three, um, three things that I want you to know about your identity and that God has really been sharing um, with me. And so I think that it is really important um, for us to understand what an identity crisis is. And y'all know I love definitions because this is how you study the word, okay? So an identity crisis is identified as a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure. Um, and says typically due to a change in their expected aims or role in society. And so I think that it's really important that we understand um, what that is. So you have this period of uncertainty, right? Um, you're not sure who you are. You are not sure um, about what lies ahead because there are a lot of changes and you don't understand how that relates to your life. And so I'm going to kind of tell you what issue of identity um, crises I had. And it wasn't, it was not even just my identity. And so God is so amazing because he really shed some light, snatched my edges and, and set me on the right path um, when it came to identifying, you know, really what my next goal or step was. So before we get started because y'all know i have these long like but look come on y'all i get 45 minutes to an hour okay i be trying to keep it to where y'all can drive somewhere and finish the podcast that don't always happen um but we're gonna take a quick break and we are gonna get back into it and i will tell you guys how i struggled in my identity crisis Hey guys, it's your girl, Sharla Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. 
and we back y'all and we black y'all okay oh okay no so we are I'm gonna share a story with you guys um, and y'all have to if I get emotional just bear with me because um, it relates to my GG so I know that if y'all have been listening or if you've listened to any of the episodes I love both of my grandmothers um, just with every part of my soul that I have um, and so my mom's mom um, I call her Gigi and my dad's mom I call her granny and that's just how I've always <laughs> done them and my dad's grandmother is still alive she's um, my Nana so she like everybody has a title and so that way when I'm speaking to people they know who I'm talking to um, so my Gigi transitioned to heaven in 2018 um it was rough i almost said it was trash it was trash um it was rough and there were so many things that i struggled with um her birthday actually was um not this past sunday but the sunday before and so i wanted to do this show um previously and kind of just told god i was not i was like i don't i'm not ready to talk about this um and when i prayed again about you know what he would have me to talk about again this story fell on my heart and so i really feel like it's something that he wanted me to share with you guys um it is very easy for me to get emotional because i miss my gg every single day she was my best friend she was my intercessor she was my wise counsel she was my Gigi. okay when i tell you everything she made was deliciousness and was touched by the hands of the lord i miss my grandma so much um and so sometimes it's rough most days you know i make it but sometimes it gets really really hard and especially towards the end of february because her birthday and then um you know, April gets kind of shady too because she passed away April 27th of uh, 2018. And so I just am gonna be obedient and share the story. Um, not really concerned with how it makes me feel because somebody needs to hear it. And so I really try to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so um, shortly after, so my grandmother battled with breast cancer. Um, I am a pediatric nurse practitioner, so by trade, like health, health education, all of those things, I'm so passionate about it. And um, I love educating people about health. I love educating people that look like, I love educating everybody, but um, brown and black people have a lot of health disparities, meaning that we are affected by things at a higher rate than other cultures. And so I have really felt charged just to educate people that look like me as to like, hey, you go to your um, physical every year, not because anything is wrong with you, but so that way you have an opportunity to have a dialogue with your doctor or your um, your healthcare provider. It does not mean like you, something does not have to be wrong with you to go to the doctor. Through those visits, we should be doing some like preventative care measures so getting your colonoscopy doing this doing that um it is march is also colorectal health month so i'm throwing that in there so if you need to get a colonoscopy please get it done um and so my grandmother passed away and um right before that my dad was in this like crazy accident it was bad um, my dad actually almost passed away and so what kind of prompted me to even be even more passionate about it was that the hospital that he was in um, they were very negligent in his care and he went from like 
having a broken hip because somebody like hit him and broke his hip in three places to ending up in the ICU, um, almost having to be put on life support and me having to quit my first nurse practitioner job because the lady wouldn't let me off work. Um, because my, I live in Florida, my parents live in Missouri. And so I had to, I flew out for the weekend. He was not in the condition that I thought he was going to be in. And I was not leaving him <laughs> like flat out. This is my dad. I only get one like, nah, buddy. Um, and so, you know, and I sent the, um, talk to my boss. I was like, Hey, I'm going to like, he's not <laughs> in the condition that I expected. She was like, well, I expect you in the office on Monday. You can expect to never see me again. <laughs> it's not, look, it's not my best moment, but honestly, like she tried it. I get one dad. And so above anything, that check was nice. Um, it was great. The, the pay, but my daddy. <laughs> so, eh. Um, so I had like on faith, like quit my job, did not have a backup plan. Like, and I don't recommend you guys do it. I'm not telling you to go and quit your job. I'm telling you that, um, in that moment, God was like, I got you and this is where you need to be. And, um, I believed him in that moment and he took care, he took care of everything. Um, and so shortly after that, uh, after that accident, my grandmother, who I was taking care of her and doing a lot of her health stuff when we lived in uh, St. Louis. And then when we moved, we found out two weeks before that her cancer had come back. So she had cancer, breast cancer when I was 16, um, did the treatment and had been in remission. And two weeks before we moved to Florida, so we're stepping out on faith, um, we moved to Florida. I... You know, my grandmother's like coughing. She had a history of um, like COPD. And so, but she was like, something is off. And so we go to her doctor's appointment and they do an x-ray and there's a mass. And if you want to talk about some of the craziest prayers you've ever prayed, I've never prayed for tuberculosis in my life. I was like, God, Jesus, please let this be tuberculosis. Now I knew. <laughs> knew I knew what it was um the you know the medical professional in me I knew what it was um and in that moment it was kind of hard because here I am struggling with my identities right so my grandmother had me to be kind of like you know her liaison her you know person that was in charge of her health and health decision stuff. And so, you know, sitting in a doctor's appointment with my Gigi, who's the strongest woman I've ever met in my entire life, even to this day, um, I wanna like, I wanna be just even to this day. And um, to be in an appointment with her, this is my Gigi, I love her to the ends of the earth. And having a conversation about how, you know, she does not want to be resuscitated and having to have this conversation with a straight face and being able to give her and be able to articulate to the, you know, her medical team, this is what we're doing. These are her goals to be able to talk to my grandmother and say, what are your goals for the rest of your life? What does that look like to you? What is important to you? The medical professional in me is like, cool, I do this. I got this. The granddaughter, she was toe up. <laughs> like it it was horrible I'm like oh my like oh my goodness like even now telling the story like I'm sitting in this you know in this doctor's office and I'm working really hard not to to um 
to bust into tears because I'm like, I don't want to be talking to you about, um, you know, about my, you know, about my grandma not being here anymore. Like what, what? But I knew that, you know, what she had told me her, what she want, what the rest of her life looked like for her. And, um, she knew I would honor that because I've been on the other side. And so we kind of, you know, we worked around some of the details, like, okay, when you say DNR, what do you mean? And you know, all of that. And I say, so put a pin in that really quick. Please have these conversations with your families about what you want, what you don't want. They are uncomfortable conversations to have at baseline, like on a regular day. They are very uncomfortable to have in the middle of a crisis. So don't wait until then to um, to make a decision about what you want your life to look like if something were to happen. Do you want to be on life support for how long? What does that look like? Do you want a trach? Do you want a feeding tube? Y'all need to have these conversations and you need to put it on paper. Um, it's called a living will. Get one. Okay. So when my dad got into the accident, there was not one in place and it got sketchy. I was having to call two and three people. Um, and you know, thank God that my dad wasn't incapacitated so he could say, this is my daughter and you can talk to her. But had he, had it been the other way around, um, yeah. So don't wait until an emergency. Get you a living will and talk. Have those conversations. They they are not. I'm gonna say they suck. And that's really look. They suck, but they have to happen. Um, because they really suck in the middle of a crisis, and you know everybody's emotional and up in arms, and so it kind of makes it easier for your family. It definitely um, the plans that we had in place for my grandmother definitely made it easier. Not easier, but it was like one less thing. Nobody was arguing over like, well, she really wanted this. No, sis had it written down. <laughs> no, this is what I want. <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to be done. Um, so have your, your affairs in order, man. Um, so we go through all of this. Um, you know, I was struggling because I was like, man, had I known, I would never have sold my house. And so this is how gangster my grandma is, y'all. Gigi, like, ugh, I miss her so much. Um, we were talking about, I was like, man, Gigi, I'm just like really upset. Like, Gigi, why would God have me sell our house? House sold, okay? We close, we leave for Florida in two weeks. This is everything I've ever dreamed of, okay? Like, moving to Florida, sunny beaches, like, amazing, okay? Um... And I'm sitting with her in her living room or in her her safari room um, <laughs> because it would, every, she had like African themed. It was amazing. Um, but in her safari room, it was not called a living room, it was the safari room. And we're talking about, you know, I'm questioning God. Like, why would he do this right now? Like everything seemed lined up so great. Um, why would he have this to happen after we've already sold our house? Like, I would not have left. Like, I would not have sold my house. We would have been staying. We would have been staying. And so my grandmother let me finish talking. And she kind of, like, looked at me. And she said, "Having isn't moving to Florida been your dream for, like, several years? And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you need to go because whether you stay here or whether you go to Florida, God is going to do what he's going to do. Uh, okay. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so the plan that we had made, or the pact that we had kind of made was, 
Um, and it's part of, partially too because I was gonna have to give up a level of control. Let's be honest, right? Like I'm not gonna be at every single doctor's appointment. I mean, I would like work a 12 hour shift and get off work and like go to an appointment with her. Then we go to breakfast afterwards, sometimes to steak and shake and we have shakes before noon. Um, so, you know, between myself and my mom and my aunts and my uncles, like we all, you know, everybody took care of her because she was Gigi and everybody loved her. But this is our story, me and her story together. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, our pact was that she would call me when it got to be too much. So there were certain medications she was willing to take. She was not willing to do traditional chemo. Um, she had done it and did not like it the last time she did it and said that she was not doing it again. Um, and I can, I can respect that and I can understand that. She was willing to do some oral medications and this, this, that, and third. And so we had a plan in place with the team but me and hers plan was if it got to be too much when she felt like she was in you know when she was done or she you know was ready for a different plan she said i'll call you and i said okay girl because i said and i don't i, said, I don't care what time it is child you call me and she said you know i will <laughs> you know i'll do it right and so um we had this plan set up and um you know, my dad's accident happened. So, you know, that was in early, mid-2016. And, you know, we kind of were, you know, living life. But she came down and um, got to be a part of our dream. And so, you know, that really blessed me. In December 2016, came and spent Christmas and New Year's um, with us in Florida. And so, to me, I guess at the time, I didn't realize, like, you know, to, for her to be able to see us living our dream and things that we've talked about with her, um, and me, we, me and my husband, because she was both of our wise counsel out here in these streets, okay? Um, and so it was amazing. And I'm really grateful for that time. And then, you know, these, uh, 2017 happened. My dad got to the accident in, in December 2017 and um, labored with him. It was a labor of love, but it was labor because this hospital, ooh, chow, um, labored with him for like what was it 10 days maybe like two weeks I was in I packed two days worth of clothes for St. Louis in the winter I didn't have no coat <laughs> I didn't have nothing <laughs> uh, but my mom made sure I had everything I needed like, it was just crazy um, and so then uh, my dad got out of rehab like the last day like it was like December 30th um, and then New Year's Eve happened January 1 3 a.m. I get a phone call from my Gigi um, she did not sound like herself and she was like I need help like like this like this is the call that we talked about right like um, and I'm not gonna go into detail about like you know everything that was said in the call because first of all I'll be out here boohoo crying because I can still hear her voice but she was not herself and I knew that she needed she needed me she called me at 3 a.m. <laughs> and I answered because why? It's my Gigi and I answered the phone. Um, and she just was like, you know, this is where we are. This is where I'm trying to be. And I said, well, Gigi, it's a holiday today. And um, I said, I don't, you know, nothing, you know, the doctor's office isn't open today, but I promise you tomorrow <laughs> I will be right on it. And she said, good enough. And that was, 
That was, she knew that when I said I was going to take care of something, that was it. Good enough. And, you know, love you and, you know, bye. And, um, my mom was at work. And so I didn't want to call her, like, in hysterics. <laughs> so I called my dad. <laughs> in hysterics. It was just like, what do I do? Because the granddaughter, right? So I, here I am struggling again. The granddaughter is like, not my Gigi. Like, she's going to live to, like, forever. Um, for her to call me and tell me she was ready for hospice, I just, I'm, I'm, what? <laughs> and then, you know, the, the healthcare professional's like, I'm going to take care of her the same way I would take care, it, the, no better than I would take care of, you know, my patients and walking out what they've asked, you know, what they've asked. And, um, yeah, man. It, it was a struggle. So I'm, you know, I'm constantly struggling between these roles, between these identities, between um, just all of it. it. It all was a struggle. You know, I'm in this caretaker role. I'm also a granddaughter. I'm also a wife. And what do I do? Um, how do I balance all of this? And I had some digging to do, <laughs> right? So we're going to take a quick break. And I will get back with you guys after we pay some bills and we will finish the story. your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Did y'all know I had a whole entire nonprofit? Yes, sis. Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Hearts Over Habits is a nonprofit that I started to help encourage and empower young women ages 17 to 24 in living the life that God has called them to live. We talk about life, relationships, education, anything that you need, we have it. And I want you to be a part. So whether you want to be a mentor, you say, hey, I'm older than that, but I love the show and I want to get in. Please, we need people out here helping our younger sisters. And if, sis, you need help, come, come, girl. We have a whole entire Facebook group, Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Get in, get plugged in. We have so much fun, so much community in that group. And then we have our Online Life Academy launching in August. It is going to be phenomenal. We are going to have experts that are going to be teaching classes in budgeting, career, anything that you need, we want to make sure that we have it. So go ahead, get locked in. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Hearts Over Habits Tampa on Instagram, and Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like, share, get in the group, add your friends, add your mama them, everybody, bring them all. Go to our website, www.heartsoverhabits.org today to either get plugged in with a mentor or to become a mentor and do our mentor application process or to volunteer. I am so excited about this community and everything that God is going to be doing and I want you to be a part. Let's get back to the show. All right, guys, so we are back. Um, and so uh, that was January. In between like January and February, um, we did like this big thing for my grandmother's birthday and we had this huge dinner planned. And then she was like, 
my grandma if you know her she will have a the most match like she is the most flawless and i'm not just saying this because she was my grandma like people that i've shown pictures i'm like you have to see it to believe it she is the most well-dressed well put together woman i've ever met in my life i would come in she would have a whole entire outfit laid out clean ironed creased like creased shoes a hat and i'm like Gigi, where you going post office sis <laughs> what what are you going to like why did this ever laid out where are you going post office <laughs> and lipstick to eerie like together um and she said I don't really want to go to dinner because she had lost a lot of weight. I don't really want to go to dinner because I look like a crib keeper. And I said, no, you do not. And so we did this like cute little, she called it a makeover. I have a video and it's the, it blesses my life. Um, and I, I said, I'd like, I was like, girl, first of all, here, like do your hair. Here, I literally handed her a tube of lipstick. She put it on and she was like, I don't look, I don't look that bad. I did not, it's hysterical because I am very um, challenged when it comes to hair and makeup. So for her to say that I gave her a makeup and she looks great, sis, you look, you just looked great because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even put the lipstick on you. I just handed it to you. <laughs> oh man. Um, and so we got to spend some time together and I flew back and forth a lot between uh, Tampa and St. Louis between January and um you know, I went and made sure that hospice got set up and she flourished. Like, hospice does not mean it's the end. Um, honestly, I think she would have passed away sooner um, had we not because she wasn't eating, because she was nauseous and this and that. And they were managing her pain. I have a car. She's like, I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich today. <laughs> like, just those phone calls and how how awesome um, she sounded. She sounded like she was living her best life. She could breathe easily. She was not labored in her breathing. That was something that would really bother me. Um, because of course she had like, you know, cancer in her lung. And so her breathing would get impaired and I did not like calling her and it sounded like she was running a marathon. And so, um, hospice was amazing, man. Um, and she was able to be at home on her own terms and was like living her, like living her life. Like, um, my aunt sent me a picture. I think it was like two days um, before she passed away. It was a picture of her arching my aunt's eyebrows. <laughs> like she, like she lived her life to the fullest. Um, and she would always tell me like, girl, I got my bags packed and I'm waiting on the Lord. And that's how confident, do you hear me? That is how confident I want to be whenever God gets ready to call me home. I want to have that same level of strength and confidence and faith. Like, Gigi just knew, like, you know, she served the Lord. Um, of course, we all have our own individual walks, but she loved, like, she loved God so much that that's where I found my, got my passion from, um, to love God just from her and all of her amazingness. Um, and so we, um, you know, April came. <laughs> And, you know, that day came where she went home and it was horrendous <laughs> in the moment for the granddaughter. I knew where she was going. You know, my soul was happy. I just, it's hard for me to put into words. Um, 
yeah. So my soul was happy, my flesh struggled because I knew I would never I would never talk to her again in my lifetime. Like I know I'm gonna see her again in eternity and it's gonna be like nothing but a second has passed. And so I was comforted by that. But man, did not make it any easier. Um the fact that I was a medical professional and I knew she was on hospice definitely didn't make it any easier. Um and it was rough. Um God is so good because he carried me through that day. Like it was, oh God, it was so rough. And then I, I went to work <laughs> because the clinic that I was working at at the time, not the one where I work now, but this one was horrible. It's fine. It was a whole story. But um, the clinic where I was working at at the time, I didn't get it. Like it, I didn't have, it wasn't great. Anyway, I went and worked that day and I made it through and God is great. Um, and then I flew out that night to St. Louis had to make sure like it just was so many shenanigans um my grandmother wouldn't be cremated and so got there we you know I got went to go see her at the um funeral home and then when I flew out the next week for her memorial service why was she still why was she why was she still there um it was crazy and so again I had to switch from being like this grieving granddaughter back to her medical person to call the hospice company to get the appropriate paperwork signed so it could get taken care of. And so here I am battling back and forth between these two identities, you know, having to call, you know, I'm like wheeling and dealing and having to call and get medical supplies picked up and doing this because she left me in charge right, of this medical stuff. Um, and my mom was in charge of the, like, I was like, girl, you, I'm glad you got the other stuff because I couldn't imagine me in charge of all of this <laughs> all this by myself I would fall apart um and so um I had a, a little bit of an aha moment or you know where she kind of uh spoke to me where she said that um we were cleaning up her house and we were going through papers and I found the paperwork that she had signed where she had like listed me in charge and on your living will on her living will it asked her what her um like what her you know what do you want for yourself and she said, I want to be out. I want to know all of my families and friends. And I want to have the least amount of pain as possible. And in that moment, I literally felt like she was like, thank you. <laughs> right, so here I am like bawling, ugly, crying, flying back and forth. I'm exhausted. Um, we had found out the day before my grandmother passed away. We had found out that my husband's um, aunt had cancer. And... Um, it was rough <laughs> and so you know I saw that and it just was like her telling me, like thank you like I know this was hard for you but you did so right by me right and she would tell me you know this all the time and I actually have a video she knew and so when I went for her birthday weekend she had me record this video um that she wanted to play to her memorial and I like ugly crying the video it is so horrible it's the worst video but the best video um and then she's just like I'm here with my granddaughter and you know I thank god for her and like it she's just so energetic and I am ugly crying like <laughs> at the end by the end because it's not her saying goodbye but her saying goodbye like you know it like she didn't she wasn't like into this part it wasn't all weird but she just was like you know I love you guys happy new year be blessed like I'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> like oh Jesus um and so I knew the purpose that she had given me for this video and so by the end of it 
um, I was ugly crying. And even at the memorial, my aunt was like, why are you crying with this video? I was like, because she had already told me what the video was for. Um, and so my grandmother never, um, never spared a moment uh, to tell just everybody how grateful she was. But she would tell the hospice people, you only here because my granddaughter. <laughs> right. Like, and, you know, God really worked it out um, with that. And so um, at first they told me it would be like a month before they could get her on hospice. And I was like, look, ma'am, we don't have a month. <laughs> and I was like, can you please look for cancellations or whatever? And when I tell y'all God made a way, she called me back the next day. I was like, or she called me back in an hour. I was like, we have an appointment tomorrow. Um, and I called my mom and I was like, grandma's appointment tomorrow. <laughs> like, I need you to get her there. Um, and by the, by the end of that week, she was living her best life <laughs> for sure. The best version of it that she was going to hear. And so, um, it was, it was, it was rough, but it got done. Here is where a sis and I'm sis <laughs> went all the way left with this. So, um, two days after we got back from my grandmother's memorial service, my husband's aunt passed away unexpectedly. So even though she had just got diagnosed with cancer, um, she ended up um, having a, uh, a clot. And she passed away, you know, she passed away unexpectedly. And so it was like literally like thing after thing after thing. Like my husband's grandmother passed away, grandma Lily passed away in October 2017. Then in December, my dad had the accident. January 18, my Gigi went on hospice. And then she passed away in April and then Auntie Christine was like right behind her. And it just, <laughs> the level of like, what is this life? Um, and then I got sick with pneumonia and the flu <laughs> because I was doing too much and needed to sit down. Um, it was rough, man. Like God is amazing because he carried me. Now, here's what had happened. So between all of these experiences of like illnesses and death, I'm like, Everybody, particularly the experience with my dad, um, I was grateful, you know, piggyback the experience with my grandmother because I'm like, you know, every person that takes care of somebody, you shouldn't have to be a nurse to know better. Um, and so I was like, I got it. <laughs> so I hit up one of my friends, one of my best friends. I love her. Um, shout out to Donna. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, we need, she's, uh, she is currently getting her doctorate in public health. And so she's public health. Um, and like the community health educator and I'm a nurse and I was like friend this this and this and I tell her the whole story about you know the last you know she knew about it but I'm like here's what I got from it we're gonna start a health literacy program because we're gonna save the world <laughs> right and so it was amazing and um, the program was called your health is lit um it was fire to me <laughs> I felt like God had like gave me this idea, gave me the name. We were doing a podcast. We had a Facebook group. We had uh, like just all of this stuff. And um, a couple months into it, I would say like four or five months into it, um, I had really just started like fasting and this and that. Had to deal with some of my own emotions um, because church wasn't hitting the same. And when I talked to God about it, he was like, you're mad about your grandmother passing away. And I was like, oh, let me deal with this. So took a sabbatical. I was like, you right. Um, took a sabbatical. And on my sabbatical, I listened to this podcast. Shout out to Tatum and the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Fire. Um, and she did an episode called Change the Atmosphere. And with that episode, she talked about 
uh, or set in the atmosphere. So you worship, you bring God in, and he will really pour into you. And I was like, we're going to do it. <clears throat> uh, and one thing that I used to do with my Gigi is I would bring her like new song, new gospel songs, and we would just share that. She loved Hezekiah Walker. But um, the last time we went and I visited with her on her birthday, we um, there's a song called Worth by Anthony J. Brown. And when I tell y'all, I gave her my phone and she listened to that song on repeat for an hour. And the, like, I remember her saying, Lord, my granddaughter brought me a song that said, you thought I was worth saving. <laughs> so you can't, <laughs> like, it just like, yo, it just brought me so much joy that I was able to, you know, bless her with that song. And so of course, when I hear it, it tears me up from the inside out. Um, and so I turned that song on. Um, I really turned on my worship playlist, but that song came on and I would change it previously because it just would, oh, it just would have me in my spirit and I left it there. And so I just was, you know, praying and crying. I mean, ugly crying and, you know, asking God, like, what do you want me to do? Like, I thought you wanted me to do your office land. Like, I am so confused, God. Like, what do you want from me? I felt like Tyrese. Do y'all hear me? And, um, God gave me this. So this whole time I've been struggling with identity and God had to remind me that I had lost the identity of my grandmother. And so in your health is lit, I got really upset, not really upset. I was upset. Let's just be honest. I got really upset because I had this whole like breast cancer awareness thing. I was going to do a video. I was like, everybody's in pictures of people, you know, have been affected by breast cancer. And like, I was like naming it after my grandma and like, oh, it was going to be lit. I got one picture from my best friend, Kim, who's a breast cancer survivor. For her mom, who also was a breast cancer survivor. Like, I was like, are y'all for real? This is trash. <laughs> and it bothered me, hurt me, because I was like, you know, it felt like people didn't think that my grandmother was important, and that really wasn't it. Here's the gag. <laughs> and here's what God showed me um, when I decided to set the atmosphere. I had mistaken the circumstance of my grandmother having breast cancer and confused it with her identity. Breast cancer was a part of my grandmother's life. It is nothing, it has nothing to do with who she was at all. And God started to remind me that my grandmother, first off, was his daughter. And to almost minimize her life, to just being about breast cancer and breast cancer was not to say that that's a bad thing, but it's just not who she was. Okay. She didn't even want people to know that she had cancer. Let's just be for real. She like, that just, it was her. Um, my, my grandmother was so many other things. She, you know, was a Bible study teacher. The legacy that she built was so powerful or the impact that she had on these people were so powerful that the, her, her Bible study students were at her funeral or at her memorial service she did not want a funeral it was a memorial service a memorial service um, at her memorial service and they have grandkids like her students have grandkids um they you know she was my Gigi she taught me she taught me like she taught me about God and how to really have a relationship with him and how to kind of break down some of those um, 
some of the legal, like the legalism that, you know, had been, been introduced from other, you know, sources and places. Like, she was like, no, sis, this is how you do this. <laughs> um, she was a movie guru, a fashionista, like all these other things are coming to memory. But most importantly, she was God's daughter. And how dare I? <laughs> confused the circumstance of breast cancer with the identity of who she was and that's why I was so frustrated with this program so frustrated with all of the things that were happening I was so frustrated because I was in the middle of a crisis sis your grandmother is not breast cancer your grandmother is my daughter your grandmother was a good and faithful servant to me your grand your grandmother he just gave me a whole list and was like your her legacy continues with you and so you know those girls that you like at your job that you're like oh i'm willing to spend my lunch break with them <laughs> right you know those girls like you you're you're sacrificing your lunch break to you know talk to them and spend extra time with them in the visits that's where i want you to be you have the right idea <laughs> i'm gonna have you help some folks but it's not gonna be in the capacity that you think I'm gonna do a new thing. Um, and I cried so ugly. I don't really even know. <laughs> I don't even really know if um, if it was okay, <laughs> right? But um, it let me. It once I pulled myself together. First of all, I felt so free, and I was so like, yo, I was like aesthetic. I was like, oh my, like this makes so much sense. Like, oh, like. When you get revelation, it changes your life. Um, I had to repent straight up because he was right. First of all, I had an attitude because my grandma had passed away. Um, and we had to address that. I was hurt. Like, you know, my kids will never get to experience. Everybody else's kids got the experience. And my kids will know her, know of her. But pictures aren't going to... <laughs> pictures aren't enough, <laughs> right? Like... You gotta taste her smothered potatoes. You can't get pictures. Pictures, pictures and stories ain't gonna do it. <laughs> but you know, how many of us have taken an I, you know, um, a circumstance and allowed it to become our identity? Yeah, you, you know, you had a baby when you were young, but is your identity a single mother? Yeah, you, you know, someone abused you and took advantage of you, but is your identity, you know? A victim that's not your identity that's something that happened to you you're a survivor right um, how many times have we taken our circumstances and allowed them to become the identity of who we are you're an identity crisis sis. get about that just because that thing happened to you it's a part of who you are but it is not who you are and if you don't know who you are, I'm, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to give you three. I have a whole entire list, but I'm going to give you guys three, um, just three pieces of your identity. And I want to challenge you guys to continue to research this and to read this and really seek God on this for yourself. So we'll take one more break and we'll be right back to wrap up the show.
Hi guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk, here to talk to you about my new prayer journal. Ah, I'm excited. It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because he's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that he's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life. And it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. All right, guys, so we are back and we are wrapping up the show. I appreciate y'all hanging out with me this long. I don't know if it's just me because a lot of times um, when I do episodes, I have so much like scripture to give and not a whole lot of me, but I feel like I've talked a really long time that the story may have been a little hard to follow. I, look, it's late and I love y'all. And so just give me grace. The point is, <laughs> okay, the point of the whole story <laughs> is for you not to confuse your circumstances with your identity. Right. And so your homework this week, I challenge y'all to make a list of things that you've allowed to become your identity um, and write them down and throw them, throw them away, throw like put them in the ocean, whatever you want to do. Like, this is not my identity and come out of that crisis. Like your identity is rooted, like is rooted in God. And we have to really really stick with that know that understand that and believe it right so it's not to discount the things that have happened to you those are circumstances but your identity is not your circumstance do not confuse god said to me so clearly do not confuse your identity in your circumstance circumstance happens to you identity is who you are And the things that have happened to you are not who you are, right? Like my grandmother had cancer, but she was so many other things. How dare I? Like, I felt like, ooh, child, like, Charlotte, you is tripping. (laughs) You had to get my refocus on. That's why it's a crisis, sis. Because first of all, she would have snatched me had she known I was out here doing all this cancer, cancer talk. Girl, please. It was a part of who she was, but it, I mean, it, it was a part of... Um, her story, but it's not who she was. She was so many other things. Um, and so I want to empower you with um, some things that I found when I was researching about um, identity. And so I'm going to share part of my list. Um, and I'm really hoping, you know, as God leads, I may write a whole entire book about identity and identity crisis, but I feel it. I feel like God's told me, but now it's not the time. <laughs> but um, so here are three things that I'm going to give to you guys. And I hope you take it and just continue to um, study this for yourself. So you are made in the image of God. Okay, flat out. Um, if he wanted us to um, to all look alike and be alike than we would be. So no matter how, I cannot even read my own notes. 
So you are made in the image. So I wrote this to myself. So you are made in the image of God. If you wanted us all to look alike and to be alike, then we would be. No matter how you look, you are a reflection of God. How can you hate something that God created? Genesis 1.27 um, is where we start with that we're made in the image and in the likeness of God. Number two, you have been, um, you are and have been adopted. You are his daughter, so we are God's daughter. So, <clears throat> so much of what we believe is tied to our relationship or lack thereof to our earthly fathers. If your earthly father was not present, you may feel rejected or fatherless. Mine was, but this is just like me writing. Um, every interaction with a man is based on feelings from your father's behavior. You are not fatherless. You are his daughter and you have been adopted. And so I like, you know, Ephesians 1 and 5, Galatians 4 and 4 um, through 5 and 7, Matthew 8. Uh, eight, Matthew 18 and 5 and John 1 and 12 tell us this and so I'll post these scriptures in the show notes because it's getting late y'all sorry <laughs> and um, the last one I really want to share with you guys is not only are you made in God's image but he made you wonderfully stop telling God you are not satisfied with his work when you self hate you are telling God you are not satisfied with his work. He made you wonderfully and beautifully. You are beautiful. Psalms 139 and 14 is my supportive scripture. And so I really had to, you know, read this for myself, had to understand this for myself, had to repent because, oh, can y'all believe how raggedy I was to confuse my Gigi with, girl, she was so much better than cancer child please um and god is so great like gracious and he's such a good father to teach me the lesson in that and so i just wanted to share that with y'all um thank you for listening and for just being a part of that story the story man i'm proud of myself because i only felt like i was going to cry twice um and so um not even that i'm sad i just miss my gg like i know she's with me we had talked we had a conversation about this that was awesome that i'll share it another time but um i know she's with me she tells me all like i she reminds me all the time that you know she's with me and that um she's supporting me and supporting everything you know that i do she's never she's never left me um, our relationship is just on a different level now. Our relationship is on a spiritual level. But it stinks sometimes because sometimes I just want to call her and talk to her about like random stuff like we used to. But um, yeah, man, like do not like please stop confusing what has happened to you with who you are. Okay? You were made in the image of God. You've been adopted by God and you are his daughter. And he not only made you fearfully he not only made you in his image but he did so fearfully and wonderfully and you have to believe that um you have to tell yourself that and you have to you know repent like tell god sorry child because you had him confused <laughs> and you had him confused child so i really hope that this blessed y'all um and i will see y'all next week i'm gonna quit saying i'm gonna see y'all on monday because it don't always happen Mm -hmm. 
living in my truth. <laughs> but until next week, you know, guys, God bless you. I love you guys. And I will holla at you later. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.